0: Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard. I'm so excited that you're here and now part of this very important movement for change in the way mums are looked after in the fitness industry. In 2020, 4.35 million women used our gyms and fitness facilities in comparison to 3.5 million men. Further to this, in 2016, the ABS reported that 77% of women over the age of 15 in Australia would become mothers. This is 3.35 million mothers or 42.7% of a personal trainer's potential clientele. Yet our fitness certificates don't teach us enough and mums themselves receive very little, if any, education about how to move safely and effectively. I am here to change that. This podcast is an accumulation of over 16 years in the fitness industry, a decade working face-to-face with mums themselves and teaching thousands of trainers in my Safe Return to Exercise certification, and most recently bringing mums and trainers together around the Mumsafe brand. This podcast is the next step into raising our voices and bringing mums and the trainers that work with them into the arena to achieve our mission of safe and effective exercise for women at every stage of motherhood. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard, and today I'm talking to Alicia of Feel Good Fitness in Fielding, New Zealand. Alicia began her career as a PE teacher and later became a personal trainer because she wanted to specialize more in fitness, nutrition, and encouraging adults to lead a healthier life. Alicia founded Feel Good Fitness when her daughter was just four months old and she realized the exercise options for mums in fielding were limited. And for many of them, going to the gym just didn't work. Her mission is to help mums return to exercise safely and help them to understand and celebrate just how amazing their body is, no matter how much their post-baby body may have changed. Feel Good Fitness is now an incredible community of mums and it's the place where mums go when they need postnatal fitness that will take care of their amazing bodies, help them to return to exercise safely and at a pace that suits them. Alicia now has three children with number four on the way, and she shared in one of our recent hot seat sessions how becoming or being the go-to trainer for mums in her area has made doing business easier, and I really wanted to dig into that and to share that with you. Let's get stuck in. Alicia, welcome to the Mumsafe Movement podcast.
1: How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I've never done anything like this before, so... But that excited and nervous.
0: <laughs> makes it even more exciting. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> nice. Hey, um, before we jump into exactly who you are and what you do and all of the things, mm-hmm. share with us a word in which you're showing up today, a win, and something that you've been working on.
1: Cool. Um, so my word would be balance for today. I've got my seven-year-old at home and I've been working this morning. Um, a win... I think I've sussed my trainers for my upcoming maternity leave, which is a massive weight off, and I'm really excited about that. And I've got plenty of time, so that's cool. Um, And working on, uh, yeah, the upcoming maternity leave, just making sure things are sussed for that. And I've done it before, so I'm feeling pretty confident about it. You've done it a few times before, right? I have.
0: (laughs) And I think that's going to there 's going to be a lot around that in this conversation um, yeah cool and the reason I wanted to 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 put some context for our listeners <clears throat> around why I invited you to be here is we have done a um a podcast episode on how becoming the go to trainer for mums is going to make life easier. We did that mm-hmm. episode with glenn carlson it 's about becoming a key person of influence, so if anyone 's jumped in on this episode and not listened to that episode it's a good one to go back on and then I picked up on something that you said the other day in one of our hot seat sessions and it was something like everything's so much easier now I'm the go-to trainer for mums in my area that's what you said wasn't it something along those lines yeah yeah and I was like I want to bring Alicia on because it's the real life version of what we'd been talking about with Glenn. But before we get there, why don't you set the stage for us? So think back to, you know, how you became a PT, then how you became a PT that works with mums, um, and a little bit about your family and, and the world that you live in.
1: Oh my goodness. How long have you got? <laughs> we'll do like the um, five minute version. That's it. Yeah, tell me tell me to um stop talking. I'm a massive talker. Okay, so I actually thought about becoming a personal trainer at high school. So, nearly 20 years ago, holy heck. I went to a university and studied personal training. It was completely theory based. I think in the third year, we did a little bit of gym stuff, but I came out the other side of that going, I have no idea how to be a personal trainer and go and get a job. Um, my boyfriend at the time was at Teachers College, and I just decided to jump into that so I did a year of teaching I became a PE teacher Um, at some point so my um, you'll hear my running theme of probably lack of self-confidence through my whole story because before I got offered my teaching job I went ah I don't know enough to be a teacher and a friend of mine was a personal trainer using um, power plate machines and I started working with her doing that And then got offered a teaching job. I did that for three or four years. um, Moved to Melbourne with my fiancé, Dave. um, And I was teaching a little bit over there. I'd always had a really strong interest in nutrition and just being like um, health and wellness, I think. And I was working in the life education van with Harold the Giraffe. And that was typically quite a lonely job because teachers I was there in a school for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and everyone's busy, and so I didn't really talk to people, so I started studying nutrition in my lunch times um and a friend of Dave's who was playing rugby with him, I literally fell into this personal training job. He was like, "I'm becoming a manager of a gym." Um, I'm looking for trainers. You seem like you'd be really good and you're interested in it. Do you want to come and do it? So I went from a good teaching salary Mm -hmm. to um, a, I think I earned $20 on my first day as a personal trainer. Um, This was in like 2011, 2012. Um, Yeah. And from there. The rest of the time we were in Melbourne, I worked at a Jets fitness franchise, I worked at a um, private studio for a little while, still running my own business, and then I worked at a Snap Fitness. Um, Fast forward, 2015, we were unexpectedly pregnant. You'll also sense a running theme with unexpected <laughs> pregnancies. Um. Unexpectedly pregnant, I went, oh my gosh, I can't raise a child in in inner city, Melbourne. Um, Applied for a teaching job the next day, ended up back in New Zealand teaching. The plan was to teach after I'd had Mali. Um, She was four months old, I think that's when my maternity leave ran out. I had to go back to work. A friend of mine said to me, are you sure that's what you want to do? Like, do you really want to put her into daycare and go back to work? And I was like, no, but I don't have a choice. This amazing friend said, you do have a choice. Um, why don't you try some fitness classes for mums? There's nothing like that in fielding. And I went, okay, I'll give that a go. Um, gave it a go. <laughs> Did a huh. couple of um, trial classes. It blew up way too big way too soon that I couldn't take care of everybody properly so um anyone listening who's starting out get your shit sorted like your or your procedures before because I did a Facebook ad and I would have got about 100 messages and I just couldn't I could not reply to all of them I had a four-month-old baby um yeah that was 2016 so I've had feel good fitness for seven years. I've had two more babies. I've got another one coming. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it me. was the words
0: of the friend that took you on the path of working with mums. Do you think you would have done it
1: anyway? Um, I don't think I would have. No, I don't, because. PT being a personal trainer in a gym wore me down so much, like, I nearly gave up two or three times. Not having so, I had first of all, it was like lack of business support and just no idea what I was doing in terms of business and finance and things. Um, then it was like the hours that I was working, um, it was my self confidence. Um, In terms of working just with mums though, I noticed really early on in my personal training career that I wanted to work with women and I had this ticking over, like I fully believe that everything that happens in your life leads you to where you are now and I had this idea in my head like these women are coming to me because they want to lose weight, because they want to feel healthier, because they want to have more energy, but they're coming to the wrong place like they weren't comfortable in the gym they hated the gym environment but all that these women knew was if you want to lose weight you go to the gym so I already knew I wanted to work with women but I wanted to be I wanted to provide a supportive environment um coming back to New Zealand I think I was just focused on earning money while I was pregnant and then yeah I just thought I had to go back to teaching I felt like I couldn't I could not go back to working in a gym and one of the local um trainers he'd been my very first personal trainer years ago and I saw him a few times and he was like come and work at the gym like it'll be awesome you'll be so good da and I was just like I can't do it I just can't put myself through that lifestyle again I guess yeah and so, so she, yeah. Sorry, carry on. That's
0: okay. No. So she <laughs> she sparked this or she gave you the not motivation, but the shove in the direction to move towards what you'd kind of felt like you wanted to do before. Yeah. And your strategy was to run a Facebook ad. Is yeah. that, that's cool. Yeah. And it worked, which is awesome because often they don't. But did can you remember? I'm going off track a little bit, but can you remember the how many mums you then had training with you off the back of a hundred leads in a Um, Facebook ad?
1: There was something like, I think I decided to cap the classes. Oh no, I wasn't capping the classes at that point. Um, There was maybe, I think I advertised the classes and the Facebook ad was a little bit later, but I had like my friends, I had some family members um, from the Facebook ad, No, but there was a lot (laughs) I think around that time I might have been between 40 and 50 mums through the week yeah yeah and I'd said I'm only going to do morning classes I never want to work nights again and that uh disappeared really quickly because I was just getting so many inquiries for can we have night classes um so it was pretty clear that there was like in fielding we had gyms we had a couple of gyms we didn't have anything specific to women um and then there were, yeah there's still some personal trainers like running things from their own homes and if, yeah so there wasn't a lot of choice I think at that time yeah either
0: yeah and and would you say at that time that you were known as the trainer for mums or was it more
1: uh, Mmm possibly, but I didn't Oh no, yeah, I was yeah, yes, yes, I was advertising myself as a trainer for mums. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: So that's so Miley's four months old, you've got this business that's that's kind of blowing up. Um happy days.
1: Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> Season. what next um i think that probably similar to amanda's like fine i didn't have the financial um understanding that i needed um we so yeah personal life we had some advice from a mortgage broker when we built bought our house to um you're going to laugh at this but. <laughs> everything i was like okay i've got this business account and the way that we set up our mortgage was um revolving credit so it was like everything goes into this one account so he was like all your business um all your business income needs to go into this one account and so i was um yeah that was a shit show (laughs) like terrible terrible advice (laughs) um so there was that i had not done a specific Um, pre and postnatal training at that point so I'd had a personal training client back in Melbourne who was a high level triathlete and she was pregnant and I was like oh my gosh I don't know how to help you and I just started researching and learning and I learned so much for free Mm -hmm. Um, there wasn't to my knowledge at that time anything around except for overseas so there's was a woman called Jessie Mundell I, mm-hmm. and Girls Gone Strong. I've got lots of their information. They didn't have a certification at that time. Um, so I did feel like I had knowledge, but certainly not enough. Um, what else? I guess it just like having Marley being a first-time mum, it was kind of – I definitely wasn't seeing it as a hobby because I needed the income um, – Otherwise, like Dave kept saying it's kind of a joke now. He kept saying, You're gonna go back to teaching no way. Eh? You're gonna go back <laughs> to teaching, no way. Eh? And I was like, Oh yeah, when Marley's a bit older, like yeah. Um and then it just got to the point where I couldn't even when it was hard, and it has been hard many times over the seven years, I just I know that it's what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah, it's been really up and down, um, kind of with maternity leave um but I feel like I'm in a place now where it's not going to feel like it's like this so much yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it took you I remember I I was actually looking for something else in my inbox the other day and this is a reflection of how much I don't clean out my emails but I stumbled (laughs) upon some of those early email exchanges from you and I because it took Uh me quite a long time to actually join Mumsafe yes um do you want to tell us about that part of the journey yes. and some of the things that were,
1: yeah, where were you? What was holding you back? What? Um, so finances had been a big um, block for me. I really struggled when I was in Australia. I'm not very good at asking for help. Um, I got some terrible, no, it wasn't terrible coaching advice. I made some terrible decisions and coaches that I chose and invested a lot of money into programs that either did, like I got screwed over basically by mm-hmm. a fitness business coach um and so it wasn't it was literally taking the leap financially that was hard for me I was like I need to do this it was self-confidence that investing in um mum safe was going it wasn't mum safe then body beyond Mm -hmm. baby investing in more coaching I was like how is it going to be different this time how is it um yeah am I just going to end it I knew I wasn't going to be screwed over by Jen but um (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) yeah but like I think historically for me I was like I've tried all the things and they didn't work So Mm. what? how is this going to be different? And I know now that it has so much to do with the environment that you provide and the support that you give us, like it's next level. And that is definitely what made the difference for me. So I think in the end, making the decision to do it was... I could see my potential and I could see the potential and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get there on my own. And it was like FOMO, fear of missing out in the end. I was like, this just looks too awesome and I want to be a part of it. So yeah,
0: yeah. I do remember some of your emails though and going, I don't know if I'd run some free stuff and you were like, I've taken that and I've done this and I've taken that and I've done this. So anything that I gave away as a learning experience or something to work on, you ate it up and you did it and I I definitely remember an email saying I can't join right now I will but in the meantime this is exactly what I'm doing which was incredibly inspiring and it's that to me says so much about you um and the people that implement like implementers like that's the people I love with working love working with the most
1: yeah and I think that for me like I'm obviously self-employed being part of the mum's safe team just makes me feel like I'm on a team working with people because I often think I'm much more successful when someone just tells me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) You already know what to do deep, deep, deep. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, yeah, the accountability and the um, just like, you know, the pathways, like being able to open my, like I've got it all in a clear file, open it and be like, right, this is the next thing to do. Um, yeah it's just so helpful
0: awesome so let's think back to so what made you take the leap eventually was fear of missing out I can't just do this on my own yeah. yeah yeah and not wanting to be maybe in a year's time where you are right now you wanted to be forward moving yeah what Definitely. did you want to
1: achieve back then
0: what was the what was the vision or what's uh, the consistency. vision now
1: consistency okay. so I was finding that my classes were very up and down I was feeling really frazzled all of the time like um forget not forgetting but oh, I haven't replied to this email I haven't done I haven't put that policy into place I haven't just I just didn't have a clear plan or a clear path um and that yeah and then I know that that reflected on the success of the business mm-hmm. because Yeah, things just felt very up and down, feast or famine kind of thing, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what was your goal around um, being known for working with mums?
1: That's a really interesting question for me. And I've said to a few people that I was coming to talk to you today. And I think I still have a fear, like I don't want to be known. Like, Ah. like I hid behind social media and stuff for a long time. And I just felt that, I just felt that not enoughness um, fraud, like someone's going to call me out that I don't know what I'm talking about that. I felt like that for so long Mm -hmm. and it's taken, um, like I get a kinesiology session once a month and she's been saying to me for ages, everybody knows who you are. Like you've got to accept it. Um, So I would say I, I, didn't have a goal to be well-known. I just wanted to help as many mums as I could, and I wanted desperately for it to be word of mouth (laughs) and not having to put myself... out
0: there but as we know that's not the case so it's a it's a it's the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse isn't it because the more that you're known the more that word of mouth works but if no one knows who you are at all or what you do and how you do it then no one can refer to you yeah so you can almost not hide away once people know what you do but you can take the foot off your foot off the gas in terms of having to get out yeah
1: um a little (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and focus on like there's so many things that I could be doing or that any fitness business could be doing and it's you can't possibly do everything all at once so it's Mm -hmm. like choosing what's most important at any one time Yeah. yeah and we touched on before you've you've had babies
0: so how many babies have you
1: got now or how many babies um so I've got seven year old five year old two-year-old and I'm 23 weeks pregnant with number four (laughs) talk to us about that because I know that a lot of mums feel
0: like one either it's not worth starting something when you're in the midst of having babies or two everything just goes too slow
1: yeah um I feel the too slow thing like I've seen other, there's a Pilates business in town and we started at a similar time. She's got older children than me and I've seen her just go yeah, and like good on her. It's awesome. I think it is challenging to not compare yourself to other businesses. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I have finally got over is like you only see, even with businesses, you only see the highlight reel on social media um you don't see the balance or lack of balance in someone else's life. Like their business might be amazing. Maybe they've got no social life or their neglect you know, like, um, and I'm not saying that's the case for everybody. Even with a business, we only see the highlight real. And I think I have learned. another shout out to Mum Safe <laughs> to live my life according to my values and for me that is being able to be the best mum that I can being able to have a successful business understanding that there are going to be limitations to how far I can take my business whilst I am a mum to young children um it's it was really hard I think but I think when I two children so I had two that were 23 months apart so any mum with children or any amount of children it's freaking hard to be a mum um having them close together plus trying to run the business the business was still quite new um those were probably my hardest years um but getting through like it has gotten easier um and having this you cannot you cannot um, underestimate the value of having the support of a team around you so does that answer your question
0: yeah and I guess to dig a little deeper was there any ever a point where you kind of went it's not worth doing just a little bit
1: no because I have like once I sorted my finances out it's not like if i try and compare what i would be able to achieve if i was teaching the life balance for me would be completely off and i wouldn't necessarily be earning like to earn more money than i'm earning now the balance would be totally tipped Mm -hmm. um yeah and i don't think i'd have the quality of life that i do Mm. and like more daycare for the kids and all that kind of thing particularly because i'm a high school teacher not a primary teacher and i think there's a bit of a difference there too yeah yeah i also think there's
0: that um i always think that we have to lay a foundation and i know when i i don't have four children i was never gonna have four children (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) my best friend has five and i'm just like wow (laughs) nice work um I, when I launched the business and then I had India two years later, I knew that the, the the goal of the business was to lay a foundation and to not cost our family any money with Marley being in daycare. And then when Indy came along, it was still like until she was, she didn't go to daycare until she was two and a half. Um, he went a lot younger. But until that point, I knew that I was just building these, you know, those base level layers and there was no massive driving force to make the business grow hugely when the kids were that little. But I also had this awareness that if I didn't start when Marley was six months old, I'd be starting when Indy was two and a half, which is four and a half years later, and there's so much you can do in that four and a half year period even if you move slow
1: definitely yeah and I feel that and I've um I would say I've I've moved slow compared to other businesses and it has been like some tough conversations with my partner and I because he yeah it would be nice to have a bigger income right but my um if I could if I had a choice I have always said I'd love to just, not just, I would love to be a stay-at-home mum. But I also think knowing what I know and doing what I do, that would probably drive me crazy as well. So I do Mm -hmm. feel like I've got a really good balance and I'm surrounded by all these amazing women that I get just as much out of social interaction um, and leaning on each other and support and things from our members as they do from each other and me. So it's just become this amazing community. Beautiful. <laughs> Tell me, let's let's circle back to, you know, what you said in that
0: session the other week of being known has made things a lot easier. What are some of the things that you've implemented within your business in order to become more known than you were when you first got started? Um, do you know? I don't even
1: think that it's been tangible okay I'll try and talk about the tangible things um so branded fitness gear yeah um I've really wanted to get my car branded for a long time I haven't done it yet and now I'm like I need to see if four children are gonna fit in our car (laughs) there was a reason why you've not had it done yet exactly (laughs) exactly um so branded fitness gear um having that available to our members has made a massive difference Mm -hmm. and I've still got previous members that I see photos of them on social media. They're still wearing it. They wear it to the gym. Like, that. it's just such a good I saw someone,
0: I was back, no, no, it was before I moved from Sydney, and somebody, an ex-client of mine was wearing one of our bright yellow because I used to do different coloured singlets every oh, yes. challenge just to mix it up. And it was like a 2019 or 2000 and something Maybe even – no, it must have been earlier than that because I stopped training. It must have been, like, 2009.
1: And she was just, like, ran
0: past me in the park with this yellow with a big rainbow on the back. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's so cool.
1: Oh, (laughs) it's like retro bodybuilding. It is.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so funny. Um, Like, flyers. Mm -hmm. And I think that was something that I was scared – like, it is scary. I think every trainer would agree to walk into a place – And either be like, hi, can I give you some flyers or um, can I have a chat about what I do? And I personally found that really difficult because the the advice is like, go to the local coffee shops. I don't drink coffee. Like I don't, I'm not a customer at the local coffee shops, So that was kind of a hard one for me, but I did it. Um, So coffee shops. Um, play centers I was getting our clients to so at a class I'd be like who's going to a music class um, can you take some of our flyers and people were so happy to um, to do that and chat to their friends and encourage them to come along and I think that's one of those flyers is one of those things that you're you've got to decide to be in it for the long haul and mm-hmm. continue to do it because I had a um, this awesome mum has just started with us and she's training three times a week after having um, like recovering from having her baby and she said oh you came into my daycare when I was pregnant I was te- a teacher at a daycare you dropped some flies off and that was like her first touch point and then she'd seen me a few more times and her sister had started coming and that was like it all kind of um, culminated in her then coming so Um, I think flyers is potentially one of those things that you feel like you're doing it over and over again and it's not having an impact, but eventually it pays off. Um, Offering to speak in different places, um, and that's another one like you kind of get no, 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 and then, oh, yes, we'd love to. And I've actually started having people approach me to ask if I can go and speak to their group now so that's really cool so are people that um, obviously have heard of you through you being known for what you do yep yeah. um any like there's a we're small town New Zealand so there's not a lot we don't have like the baby show or the expo and things but we have got a smaller um parent and child expo which is really good for um Getting my name out and being able to speak to people, having my information at the physios and the chiropractors and um, other places, and and then obviously having the relationship with the physios and um, other people who take care of mums, um, and then a lot of social media. Early on, I'm not doing as much social media now, but. Um, Yeah, consistent social media was a huge one as well. But definitely a combination of everything. Like, I don't think you can just do social media. And that's something that many of us have learned. You actually (laughs) need to be in public and show your face and get over yourself and, um, yeah, have those conversations.
0: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on it because I was tempted to say, what's the one thing? And it's like there is no no one change.
1: for me though the one thing would be my own self-confidence like if there's anything that made the biggest difference it was me having the confidence in what I do and actually accepting that I am the go-to mum safe trainer in our town so how did you come to that 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 acceptance Um, Because I don't think you're alone. People people telling me, Alicia, everybody knows who you are. I'm like, no, they don't. There's heaps of people that haven't heard of me. And then um, probably just a few incidences where, like, first day of school this year, um, a mum, she, like, waved. And I was like, oh, hello. And then I (laughs) thought, oh, was she in one of my new mum's courses? Like, I didn't recognise her. I was like, she looks really friendly, though. So I went back. And was kind of like, how do I know you? She goes, you don't know me. I just know that you're the <laughs> um, the mum fitness trainer or I follow you on You know, like people start to say that and you're like, oh, okay. People do know who I am. Um, and then it feels quite scary because I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I said on social media? that?" Um, yeah, because, yeah. Um, I think that... Instagram stories has been massive for me as well. Anybody listening to this, if you go and check my social media, it's been um, crickets for a long time because I had really bad morning sickness and then I got the flu and, yeah, that's not um, amazing at the moment. But uh, Instagram stories has been massive and just being myself and being real and accepting that... um, yeah, it's okay to, like, make dumb jokes and laugh at yourself and um, be vulnerable too, yes.
0: So if we if we start to put some of the layers together because what I heard you say is you can't hide behind social media and expect your business to be successful, but social media and, and especially Instagram stories has been a big part of that, let's say, architecture. Yeah. So it's getting out in the community and then when people go, oh, I've seen Alicia's fly or I've seen her talk or somebody at the school gates mentioned her, I'm going to go find her on social media because we want to make sure that we've got that congruency between what they see in the community. Then they can come and back it up by see, finding you um, online, on social media. Yeah. Um, tell us then, so, so then you give potential clients the opportunity to get to know you more in your Instagram stories tell us a little bit about what obviously when you're not feeling sick and just not being there um although they would have made for some good stories not the actual being of sick but I'm sure many people could have related to that um so what kind of stuff do you share on stories is it business related is it life related
1: I think my Instagram stories is more life related and Mm. like mum of young children and often stuff that I'm I think I will often share a story where I've struggled with something and here's what the solution was for me um yeah particularly with exercise um I do talk about my kids a bit yeah like mum mum life I Mm. guess and Again, it's something I've had to not compare myself with others because um, I've always felt like after having Marley, so my first baby, subsequent pregnancies, I've gone, cool, what a great opportunity to um, show how to exercise through pregnancy. I'm going to make all these videos. I'm going to do all this amazing content while I'm pregnant and early postnatal because I've seen other trainers do that and they are incredible at it. And I'm not, um, that's just <laughs> not like, so it's taken me to 23 weeks of my pregnancy to actually feel like, and cause I was, I had the flu, but, um, I just, I don't have the time or I, it's not day to day. It, it has not become a priority for me to create that kind of content. Mm. And I, felt like there was something really lacking but then I was like my Instagram doesn't have to be the place where people go to learn how to um train when they're pregnant um my Instagram or any yeah Facebook whatever my social media can just be snippets of who I am and um snippets of our classes and chatting about members and breakthroughs and yeah it doesn't have to be this um educational um site yeah
0: Yeah. it doesn't have to be curated around what you think you should be doing
1: yeah exactly and I know that my uh my one of my strengths is talking Mm -hmm. so I'm better off exploring ways where I can actually have conversations with people rather than try and do that on social media it's so time consuming, but I know other people that do social media really well. Like I'm so envious of some of the other Mumsafe trainers that I follow that I'm like, man, they are doing such an epic job of their social media. Um, yeah.
0: So, so what would you say to someone that maybe they're listening to the podcast because they want to be the go-to trainer for mums, but they don't really love showing up on social media or, you know, are not sure what to do. What would you share? with them based on your experience
1: um definitely choose the things that you enjoy doing and focus on them also with an awareness that you are going to need to do some other things as well like I if I was just um if I had more time I would enjoy social media a heck of a lot more just saying um (laughs) but if I was just in public and then didn't have that social media presence, Mm -hmm. that wouldn't work either. So you do, you definitely need to have an element of both, but I think, um, and to be fair, I did a heck of a lot more social media in the earlier days and I always have an intention of doing more social media Um, using the community group. So if you don't, if you don't want to be on Instagram, don't be on Instagram. But Facebook community groups um, are really helpful as well, I think. And often that, – actually, that's another um, another way that I knew that I was the – that I am the go-to mum safe trainer is because you I'd start to see people tagging me when people are like, I'm looking for a trainer. And they're like, yes, Alicia from Feel Good Fitness. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean – I guess small town New Zealand is different to like in a city, um, Australia, for example, like I, I don't, the same strategies wouldn't work for me if I was back at the gym where I had been previously, um, like the balance might be different or. Yeah. I, don't I think
0: know. maybe, maybe not, because I think that I do definitely see um, when a trainer chooses to go down this road in a rural town or in a, a less, um, Not in a city, I guess, not in a big city. It can be easier to create that element of being the go-to trainer for mums in that town. Having said that, you create your own pool because I was the go-to trainer for mums in Sydney's eastern suburbs. Yeah. Cool. Let's do the eastern suburbs. Even if you want to take that even further down, let's go Centennial Park. And there was a bunch of trainers in Centennial Park, but we were the one. The biggest one yeah um, and then if you are in a gym will be the go-to trainer for mums in your gym and, and in a way yeah. that could be even easier because you don't even have to go out of the walls of the gym to become known for what you do so yes, there's a lot of different ways and then let's think again to a trainer that's working online so melissa of rural women's exercise she is the go-to trainer. she works online but she's created that community because she's for ru- women living in rural areas so yeah. it's it's i think yes you're right when you live in a smaller town it's a lot easier to get known on what seems like a bigger scale but we can all figure out what our what is our what is the area or the scope that we want to become that go-to go-to trainer
1: um I think too that deciding this is who I want to train is massive too right Mm. like um we so many trainers have gone especially in the early days I'm a I'm a personal trainer. I'm going to train anyone and everyone. And I remember saying to my manager, I just want to train women. Don't, please don't give me leads for males. And he was like, what? You're missing out on, um on income. I'm like, yeah, but I want to be, yeah. So I probably knew that even mm-hmm. before I realized I knew it. <laughs> um, and conversations with uh Dave, my partner, him being like, well, why don't you do, like, do you have to just be mums? Do you have, like, couldn't it be bigger if you did da-da-da? And I'm like, no, you must niche. <laughs> um, but that's what I, I do. Actually, I have started teaching some, um, they're called funky nanas classes. I've seen this. It's very cool. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool too. But um, that's kind of a next step. I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing that initially. Like, I needed to get the mums mm. sorted first um are the majority of the mums anyway the nannas yeah 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 so grandmothers yeah yeah and so So the the stuff's quite similar and we're doing we're doing very similar exercises mm -hmm. and they are loving like the pelvic floor and the um they all like oh i can feel my ta working today and like it's so rewarding being able to teach them stuff that is having such a direct impact
0: yeah. On and their they're, lives. As they're well. the generation of mothers that are not getting yeah. exposed to what we do. And it's yeah. only gonna go downhill the older you get if you're not looking after all of the yeah, things.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's really cool too.
0: Question juggling babies and keeping your business going. <sighs> um that wasn't a question. That was yeah. that was a very <laughs> open ended question. Tell <laughs> us about how you've even done that. Like have you closed your business down at all when you've been running When you've had babies, like what's your strategy
1: been? So I've been really lucky to have a couple of members who have uh, wanted to train um, to be able to teach my classes. So I have been able to take, apart from the admin stuff, I've continued to take care of the admin stuff and then uh, they've been able to come in and teach. And it's been pretty seamless because I have always... This might be my teaching background. I've always written my like typed my workouts up, so I've got this bank of workouts. Um, I have no problem, and my members have no problem with me reusing workouts. So we might do something on a Monday morning in week one. We repeat that workout um, a month or five weeks later on a Wednesday night. So the trainer might be teaching the same class, but the members aren't necessarily. Um, And I think that having systems, um, it's got easier with each. I hope I'm not um, shooting myself in the foot thinking that this is going to be a breeze. (laughs) Having having a fourth baby and like, yeah, it'll be sweet as. But um, having the systems in place has made a massive difference um, to how it's gone. Uh, I have definitely noticed... When I haven't been able to be fully present and showing up, whether that's on social media or in person, naturally things have gone um, up and down. But I've always been able to survive. And I think it's like you said, there's going to be, like when you had young children, it was like I'm building the foundations. I view when I'm on maternity leave, I'm not trying to grow, I'm trying to maintain. Mm -hmm. Um, So accepting that. Um and yeah I think that's it. that that's a good yeah. analogy to
0: when we say to pregnant women pregnant pregnancy is the off season and you're like pregnancy and, and recovery is the off season yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in my business as business. well as
1: yeah. yeah and it also um you know how mindset is so important I think that having that forced downtime where I'm actually being a mum, living my life, doing the day-to-day stuff, stepping back away from the business has enabled me to um, think about, okay, when I go back, what do I actually want that to look like? And I haven't actually thought about that before, but as I'm speaking, I'm thinking, yeah, I have definitely gone back into the business with like fresh ideas and things that I want to make changes to. And um, that's probably some of the best advice that I've had is when you are desperately trying to grow your business, and this was me, I spent so much time in front of my computer trying to learn, trying all these different strategies, trying to do all the things that I didn't actually have time for myself, for my own self-care, for my own life, even going for a walk some days. I was like, I've just got to work, Um, and that doesn't work. You've got to uh bring in your life values and make sure that you're still living them and that's something that I've noticed and I think that was kind of our conversation or what I said um the other day was that having like this morning sickness and being sick I've been forced to like there was weeks probably a couple of months maybe even longer where I could literally go to class have enough energy to teach my class and I just have to come home and like die on the couch <laughs> and so I wasn't doing all that business stuff but then I came and I was really worried coming into term three which we're in week three now I was like I haven't done enough advertising um to be able to fill my classes it just they just filled up and um I think that's why because I'd created the foundations and then I was focused or have been focused on I've got to have my me time, um, and I've got to be able to step back in order to keep moving forward. I think, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense because you make sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so
0: all the foundations that you've laid up until now, so from twenty sixteen up till twenty twenty three, you is that right? Twenty yeah, sixteen. It's a long yeah. time. <laughs> Well, it is and it's also not like it's seven years. Is a, It is a long time, but it's not a long time if this is what you plan to do. You know, then, then obviously, yeah, yeah, there may true. be evolutions of what you're doing, but, and I think this is sometimes where people slip up as well and go, this has just got to be an overnight success in the first six months, or somebody will join Mum Safe and go, it's not working. I'm like, sweet. Yes. What have you actually done and how long have you been doing it for? Because, yeah, you know, we shouldn't think that this is a six month journey. It's a two year journey, it's a three year journey. It's a, and it's, yes, you're going to speed up because you're going in the right direction, but it doesn't mean that, you don't still have to be committed and to put in the work yeah. to do the things
1: and consistently keep doing the same things like can cons- like keep going and taking flyers keep doing the social media keep keep um putting yourself out there and talking to people like and I I experience that I do like psych myself up feel so brave go and do a flyer drop and then be like oh <sighs> I'm done but you've got to do it again you can't just um you can't do it once and expect that everyone who needs to see you is going to see you so
0: so all of those um i guess actions like your flyer drops keep you front of mind as that go-to trainer for mums
1: yeah and i think um it's the same with social media just because a couple of people have seen it doesn't mean that everyone you want to see it you've got to keep keep telling people and i think that's probably a hard thing a hard lesson to learn as well is that we often feel like we're a broken record and the same with the information that we give to our mums in our classes right we're thinking oh, I'm just saying the same thing over again and then someone will say oh, I'm really glad that you keep reminding us of that because I forget and um yeah it's the same with the advertising you've got to keep keep doing it and keep telling people yeah you got be um, fun. Emails was something else I didn't talk about either. I found that really helpful. When I am consistent with emailing my database, that makes a huge difference too. And repeatedly telling people how to find you, what you do, what your timetable is. Um, Yeah, I've had a lot of people come back to classes that have left because of an email, not because, but they've read an email and gone, oh yeah, I'm ready to sign up again or for the first time or yeah
0: yeah so if you if you were to pick out and I know we can't say one thing or how how has being the go-to trainer for mums if you just want to lay it out made your life easier or made your business easier or better or any of those things
1: oh it just flows so much better the moving from so I train in blocks which I know a lot of our mums trainers do um it's take it's taken away the fear and the worry that it's gonna be up and down and up and down or feast and famine or I might have a really good term and then a really shit term. Um it's taken that away. It's beca- my incomes become more consistent and more predictable. And therefore my personal stress levels have been oh it's just it's it's a ripple effect. Like when you're not stressed out you're a better mum. And um when I'm not stressed out I'm a better mum. So it's taken that away. Like I remember through through COVID, as it was for heaps of people, that was really, really hard. And there was a period was kinda after COVID, but people were still um on high alert and not sure what was going on. Um where I was like, oh, I don't know if if this is gonna work. And I went back to like if if I can keep doing this, I went back to the is it 33 things to Mm -hmm. do when you feel like you've done it all. Yeah. Like went back almost went back to basics and was like right I've just gotta I've just gotta keep going um sorry I've gone off on a tangent no Um, it's good (laughs) uh how has it made life easier yeah just it I mean I think that's it it just makes life feel easier um yeah when things are going smoothly not worried about money not worried about um am I doing a good job not worried about I can have the weekend off. I can spend this time with the kids. I can sit on the couch and watch Netflix with chocolate tonight because (laughs) I don't feel so desperate. I definitely had this feeling of desperation when it all felt really hard and that doesn't exist anymore at all. That's cool. Trust that it's all fine. Yeah. Trust that it's all fine and
0: consistent action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: To start to wrap us up because I know you've got kids to pick up and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who might want to get started on either initially working with mums or maybe launching a business, or maybe they have a business that doesn't feel um, like it is flowing? What would you say to them?
1: Um, So, if it's someone who's interested in working with mums, if it's not Jen that you reach out to, reach out to a Mum Safe trainer and have a conversation with them because that was what I did that and that um like any conversation I've had with Eugene has been awesome but I think that hearing it from somebody who's kind of been there done that um that makes a difference as well um and do some personal development mindset work Mm. like that has been absolutely key for me and I think you can do all the strategies you can do tick all the boxes but if your mindset and your own self-belief isn't where it needs to be and that was my it was one of my blocks definitely then uh, you are going to keep um hitting a brick wall i think like the mindset stuff i have found personally the mindset stuff is just as important as the strategies um and find whether it's mum safe or something else (laughs) yeah I will obviously keep banging on about mum safe because I remember I've said so many times best business decision I have ever made since 2012 (laughs) since I was like yeah I'll leave my full-time job and earn $20 in my first day um yeah best business decision ever and not even business decision like just I've made friendships with other trainers. Um, we can message, back, like we. there's trainers that will have private messages back and forwards and be like, I'm struggling with this and can you help me out and um, like accountability and um, yeah, find a team that is going to lift you up and support you to be awesome. I love that. I love it,
0: and it's it's interesting when you know there's messages going. Like, it's like I hope they're good messages. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's <laughs> so cool watching everyone's. I'm sure I'd hear about it quickly if they weren't good messages. Or at least totally. I hope I would. Um,
1: but I love hearing
0: about the collaborations between different mum safe trainers and people jumping on a call to support each other and and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I it's think it's cool.
1: like I noticed the same thing with our um, mums and in classes. Inevitably, you're going to find people that you vibe with, and mm-hmm. then it creates this friendship or you're doing things in a similar way you're thinking in a similar way and it's just yeah I a hand on heart would not be here if it wasn't for being a part of the mum safe team like yeah I fully believe that
0: I appreciate you and I right from the get-go and it's I always find it I want to put your story out there and not necessarily, you know, it be the Mumsafe safe show. Obviously I love that we've <laughs> been privileged or I've been privileged enough that you chose to be part of what we do, but I'll, I said it early and I'll say it again. It's, you know, I knew straight away that you were someone that I wanted to work with when I got those backwards and forwards of, of emails and it's, I, I can't do this right now. And here are the reasons, but this is what I'm doing. And, and, you know, we'll work together eventually. And you've always, Life's brought you babies and ups and downs and all those kind of things. But I do think consistency, if you can say anything about what you've done, it's definitely consistency, digging deep, and also the boundaries and the values that you've you you have touched on a few times in going, this is what I have the capacity to do right now. And whether you've believed in yourself or not throughout this whole journey, you have turned inwards to go, what do I need right now? And how can I yeah. execute what I want to do to move forward? Look after myself and all the people around me, whether it's your family and your partner and, and things like that. So, it's been an awesome journey to travel with you, and I can't wait to meet well all your babies at some point. But see, <laughs> meet one, meet the newest one on, on on Zoom, which I'm sure we will. Yeah, definitely. Um, and to watch what happens post, unless you're going to have number five. No, um, no, 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 no. Post no. babies, because <laughs> there will become a point where you have more freedom. Yeah, um, within your business,
1: and I'm already thinking, like even with Miki, our youngest now, I'm like, okay, it's this many years till he goes to school. What are the possibilities? And now I'm like, okay, start, <laughs> start, start that start again. again. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think their age gaps are such that I am still going to feel like I have got some time to do some things. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm feeling positive about the future for sure i love it
0: so if people want to find you and follow along when once you get back on instagram stories or maybe (laughs) they live in your local area and now they they want to come work with you where can where can they find you
1: so feelgoodfitness.co.nz is my website and then both facebook and so uh instagram are feelgoodfitnessnz
0: fantastic and we might even put that you talked about the 33 ways 33 things to do when you're not don't know what else to do we might i might put that as a little download in the oh, um, okay. in the show notes for people and all the best for the next 27 weeks do your babies come early or do they come late
1: no it's only like 6 15 oh, so did 16. i do the wrong maths yeah 23 were, i did the you were I, having I did... <laughs> me pregnant for 15 15 weeks it's pretty standard <laughs> um, in my world so yeah end of november and all three of them have come at least a week early so okay um yeah. Awesome. We're on the countdown. You're on the
0: countdown. You've got the trainer <laughs> yeah. organized, getting yeah. getting her in to look after your clients. Yeah, Alicia, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's not easy when you're juggling business and all of the children and life to take time out. So I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm
1: thanks. sure that
0: people listening have taken a lot away from your journey. And, you know, even if it's that confidence boost to go, hey, we don't all have to feel confident to move forward in the things that we want to do.
1: Yeah, um, for sure.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're
1: welcome. It's always awesome to chat with you too, Jen. I really enjoy it.
0: Thank you. Take care.
1: Cool. Bye. You
0: Bye. Thank you so much for being with us for this episode today. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure to have one more conversation that takes us closer to our goal of safe and effective exercise for all women at every stage of motherhood. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please make sure you hit follow wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review so more people can join us next time. For further information about anything we've talked about in this episode, head to jendugard.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to connect with me in person, I would love to hear from you over at my Instagram at jendugard. Thank you for your voice in this space. Have a beautiful day.